just leave uh, that there. Uh, it's a real pleasure to um, be with y'all this morning. Uh, like, like Wes said, I'm Ryan Cole. I've uh, been a part of uh, this church, been attending with my wife for um, a little over a year now, and just want to say uh, thank you for blessing us. Um, it's really great to be a part of y'all. Um, uh, it's been a huge blessing to attend here on Sundays, get to know folks, um, really love our small group, uh, really supportive there. And so just want to say, uh, first off, before we get into anything else, just thank you. Thank you for, um, for, for who you are and for, for being so welcoming to folks. Just uh, really um, thankful for that. Um, so... What we're doing this morning, if you were here last week, Weston kicked off a series. It's a uh, uh, going to be kind of a, a year-long theme that's called Word. And what we're going to be doing as a church is going through the whole Bible. Uh, Weston shared a little bit last week that that believes a a way that we could really that a way that we really want to emphasize as a, as a church as as a community of believers is to really uh, get into the Word this year and to really emphasize that. And so, what we're doing these these next few weeks, um, we're just kind of looking at Scripture, what it what it is. Um, I, I like what Weston said last week. You know, what is Scripture? It's inspired by God, written by men, collected by faithful people, and it is used and lived out. Uh, I think that's going to be that's a really great way to say what we are uh, doing as a church, and so I just want to uh, emphasize this just to let y'all know: um, we are going to be going through the story uh, as a church, uh, starting in a few weeks. I think I saw on social media towards the end of January we're going to be going through that. So uh, the story is kind of just a big overview of what the Bible is and the story uh, of of God's people, and so. Um, really encourage you to look into getting this book. Uh, this is going to be available uh, for you through the church. I think 10 bucks. I think that's what Weston said, but it's uh, pretty affordable if you just want to grab it online or something like that. Uh, definitely encourage you to do that. Um, and along those lines, we're also going to be doing these in our small groups as well and uh, our, our community groups. And I just want to encourage you to join community groups. Um, one of the, what we, uh, what my wife and I did um, uh, last fall was we joined a, a community group and man it's been uh, really fantastic really love the the folks that we met there and they're super supportive we've we've laughed our heads off we've all cried in these meetings you know um, if, if you are just wondering like man I've been a part of this church and I just really uh, find it hard to get connected I encourage you to join a, a community group I think those signups are now uh, definitely encourage you to do that I think it will really um, benefit your faith um, so I said earlier, you know, the first few weeks of 2023, what we're doing is looking at what the Bible is. You know, we're reflecting on the concept of, of that the Bible is useful and inspired. The Bible is useful and inspired. So that's what Weston began speaking on last week. He, he began the, the series focusing on the usefulness of the Bible. Today what we're going to do is kind of focus on the inspiration of the Bible um, that the, the fact that the Bible is inspired by God. So that's what we're going to kind of focus on today. Um, and uh, next week, Weston will kind of look at, uh, Lord willing, he'll be looking a little bit about what the Bible is, is like, how it was composed together, and how it was um, brought about, the candidization and apologetics and, and that sort of thing. And I'm really looking forward to, to next week as well. So... Um, that's what we're going to talk about today, is that the Bible is inspired by God. 
Before we go any further, if you will, just, just pray with me. Heavenly Father, we love you so, so much. Um, we thank you for loving us, for caring for us, for blessing us. I want to thank you for uh, this church and all the folks here. I want to thank you for just uh, the many gifts that you've blessed this congregation with. I want to just, um, just say that, that we are very thankful to be here. Um, be with me this morning as I speak. Help me not to be too nervous. Um, and be with all of us as we open up your word um, and uh, look at look at what 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 it says and help us to just, help it just, this message just be you know useful and um, helpful. Uh, and God, I just uh, just again so thankful that that this church has blessed me and, and my wife so much, uh, and I just want to pray that that this message will be useful to the church as well. Pray your blessings over that. And again, we're just most most of all we're thankful for Jesus and all that was accomplished through His life and death. So, again, just thank you for everything. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So, the Bible is inspired. By the way, before we go any further, I, th- I know I'm taking like a second thing, but you know, I'm already been blessed this morning. the the uh, The worship was amazing. I don't know if y'all felt that, but it was really good. The, uh, you know, He knows what I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're loud. You're allowed to say that. Um, the, the song where he says he, he knows what I need, you know, why do I worry? That already blessed me. And just want to shout out to, to everyone who's, who's helping. Um, Caleb Mason over there doing a great job. Um, so the theme verse that we're, we're going through is 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. And last week uh, we read it together as a church, and so I'd like for us to do that uh, today as well. So if you will, read this with me. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness so that the person of God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. And if you want to just go on to the next slide as well, appreciate it. So what we're going to talk talk about today is that all scripture is inspired by God. So that that is kind of the the big theme that we have. And so a few weeks back whenever... um, Weston asked me to, to speak, and he told me what we're going to speak on. The, um, just one psalm really came to my mind. And I think as we begin to discuss and reflect on the, the fact that the Bible um, is inspired by God, I want to read this psalm. So it's in uh, Psalm 19. You can follow along, and part of it is going to be up on the screen, but just to be honest, I'm going to, I'm going to read the whole thing, but like, if I put the whole thing up there, it would be like really small print, so I just put a few little bit in it, but I'm going to read the whole psalm. Um, feel free to follow along or just, just listen and just think about the words that we're going to be reading, especially in light of the idea that the, the Bible is inspired and that it is useful and that it is God's gift for us. So I'm just going to read this and just uh, follow along and, and just, just listen along as we reflect on this. Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens God has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. 
It rises at one end of the heavens, and it makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. Now we're picking up in verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. And I love this in verse 10. Speaking of the words of God, they are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. And by them your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgressions. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I love this. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. That's what we're referring to whenever we're referring to the Bible. When we're referring to God's words. That's what they are. They're, they're, it's more valuable than the most valuable thing that you can think of. And it is more delightful than the most delightful thing that you can think of. I think that's the, one of the points that we have here. And that's, that's what we're going to talk about is, is uh, inspiration. The, the fact that the Bible is inspired for us. And what does it, what does it really mean to us? And so uh, before I go uh, too, uh, too far and start talking about like some practical ways to kind of apply this to us, I want to just talk briefly about... Um, I guess you could say uh, the, the doctrine of inspiration. Uh, so I just want to talk about that. Like, what does it mean to say that the Bible uh, is inspired? So, um, you know, when we say inspired, we don't simply mean something that's inspiring, like a, a song or an athletic performance or an acting performance or, you know, concert you've been to, a moving speech or an episode of Friday Night Lights. Um, the Bible... That's my small group laughing, just like in that corner. That's all they, they, they did say they would like give a handful of amens to me for the sermons I prepped. Um, see, join a small group. They'll, they'll, be, they'll hype you up. Um, no, but, but, but in, inspiring, it, 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 the Bible is inspiring. You know, if you were to read the Bible, for example, if you were to, to read it, Scripture, very often you do hear uh, and you, and you leave, leave from it feeling inspired. Um, but but it's, it's, it's more than that. We don't really mean that. But when we say that the Bible is inspired, um, we mean that the Bible is not just another book. The Bible isn't just another book. It is the God's word is uniquely powerful. So we're going to uh, just, just go into that. Um, that the Bible is, what we mean by the Bible is uh, inspired. Uh, that the Bible is God's self-disclosure to the world. The Bible is God revealing himself to humanity. We learn about the works of God. We learn about the wonders of God. Um, we learn about that in many ways. We learn about God through nature. You know, we saw that in the beginning of uh, Psalm 19. We learn about it through, you know, you know uh, community. Uh, you learn about it from, from meeting other people. Um, but, but the Bible is, 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 is a, an explicit revelation that God gave about himself through people. 
The Bible is not necessarily um, dictation. And, and what I mean by that is that the Bible is not necessarily like the writer sitting there in a trance and doesn't know what's happening. He just kind of kind of writes it out. That, that's not necessarily what it is. It is the Bible is thoroughly human, but it's also God's God's word uh, as well. And the people were under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible is, is, is a, was collected by God's people. You know, the Bible is not just, you know, one book, but a number of books of, with a number of different genres from history to teaching to poetry. Um, and, and all these uh, collections were collected together through the Holy Spirit to, um, to, 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 to bless us, that God worked through that. And it is to reveal for all time what God reveals to himself and his purposes for the world and for his people. Um, there, there's a lot more that I could say about that, but that's kind of the, the big overview of what we mean by when we say that the Bible is inspired. The Bible is an amazing gift that is very valuable, more valuable than gold, that is given to God's people so that we can be blessed, so that we can know uh, about the wonders and works of God, and so we may grow. Again, there's a lot more that can be said about that, but um, we're going to move on. And so, you know, the, when we say that the Bible is inspired by God, what we, what we do mean is that uh, God's Word is filled with God's power. God's Word is filled with God's power. You know, the Bible is not just another book. It is uniquely powerful. The Bible makes a real difference and changes people's lives. It is very powerful. And when you engage in Scripture with the help of the Holy Spirit, uh, it's, it's life-changing. It'll, it'll greatly affect you. You'll, you'll, you'll be transformed more into the image of Jesus whenever you engage with it. So what I'm going to do now is just kind of illustrate a few ways that um, the Word of God uh, is powerful and that God's and just explain that, that God's word is filled with God's power. So first off, uh, the word of God is magnetic. The word of God um, is magnetic. So there's a story um, in. Uh, we're not going to go into it or look at it, but uh, feel free to go look at it later. In in Second uh, Kings chapter 22, uh, there, there's this amazing story, and it's it's kind of really hard to believe whenever you first read it, actually, but. Um, God's people, the, the Jewish folks, like, lose the, the Bible. You know, they, they kind of, like, lose the law. And, you know, there's, there's a, and, you know, I don't know how that, that happened exactly, but they lost it, so they were doing some renovations to the temple. Uh, and this, this guy, he finds uh, the law of God, and he immediately takes it to the king, and there was just this huge revival Amongst that, the king was was Josiah. You could go back to hear that. And whenever, you know, they they found that like it was mag. They, they were ma uh, it was magnetic. The word of God was. Whenever they discovered that, they were just just blown away by it. That they they had to read it. They read it together. They 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 changed their lives. They were um, there was like a a, a nationwide uh, just revival amongst them. And, and that's what happens whenever the, the word of God being magnetic. You know, it says, you know, for thousands of years, millions of people, you know, have been drawn to the book. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm not going to go into it too much. I don't know if Weston will next week or not. But you know, there's some, some really amazing stories of the links that um, people used to go to 
to get the Bible in their own language, for example. You may have heard some, some of those stories about how scandalous and illegal it was and dangerous it was to um, receive the Bible in your own um, language. And people would literally risk their lives for that. Again, there's a lot of stories like William Tyndale, for example, about that, is that the, the Bible is so um, magnetic that people are so drawn to it that there are some people that would literally do anything to get it. Next, I want to talk about the Word of God uh, is convicting. The Word of God is convicting. Um, so th- there's a story in uh, Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 8, where um, the people of God, they were in exile um, from, from the Babylonians. They were then you know, sent back to um, Jerusalem, but they didn't have a wall to protect it. And then so Nehemiah um, was granted permission to build the wall around Jerusalem. And it was a really amazing thing. So, the, the, so God's people uh, in, in the Old Testament, the Israelites, they could once again you know, be on their own. That was the big sign of that. And then after all that happened, they had a big celebration. And what they ended up doing was they decided to read the Bible. They stood up and they read the whole Torah, the first five books of the uh, Old Testament. They, they read that together. They read it out loud. Um, as they read it, they explained it to like the whole crowd. And they just stood all day long and they were reading it. And people were like cut to the heart. Like this was an example of like, I don't know if you've ever had a day where you were like, you've like, you laughed really hard and you cried really hard. Like it was just a very emotional uh, time. That, that's what it was like there, that people were, were really emotional. <laughs> they were both happy and convicted uh, at the same time. You know, the Word of God being convicted. I just want to, you know, illustrate this story. Uh, in college, there's a guy uh, named Mike that, uh, you know, me and some, some folks I was, I was friends with were real trying to minister to this dude. And, you know, I really wanted to share the gospel with him and, and everything and, uh, help him out and I remember he was telling the story um, one time about just how the word of God is convicting like I talked to him a little bit and then you know didn't really get anywhere and then he was telling me about he was sitting down by the river and was uh, uh, drinking some adult beverages and was reading a bible that he got like kind of secondhand, old King James Bible and it was like just like gripped him where he said like you know he threw those adult beverages into the river he did he did litter but we'll talk to him about that um you know he he threw them and he just like changed life he like he he called me like ryan i need to talk with you now something's amazing and then he opened the bible to like is it like isaiah ezekiel jeremiah somewhere in there some of the the more difficult passages of the Old Testament and it was a King James Bible too so it was kind of a different language anyway um, and like he opened it and it was just like look at this I'm like yeah I see it well just look at it I'm like yeah it's, it's pretty amazing and he just like he was changed immediately because of something that he read you know in the Bible sometimes that, that happens and he was like baptized that night you know and it was a and it was an amazing uh, experience you know the, the word of God um, is convicting the word of God is convicting um, also uh, the word of God is authoritative the word of God is authoritative you know um, there, there's uh, you know one of the things that Paul did in the book of Acts the apostle Paul is that he would often go to um, some of the, the Jewish folks in, in various towns and 
would uh, proclaim the Messiah, that, that Jesus, the Messiah, had come. And, you know, he tries to share the good news uh, with him. And one of those uh, groups is the Bereans. Um, and it's a, you know, a great uh, passage there. You can go go uh, look that up in um, Acts 17. But um, the, the Bereans, whenever they heard Paul uh, speak, what they did was that they, like, they just, you know, kept reading the Bible to make sure they were reading their Bibles to search the scriptures to make sure that what Paul was saying was correct you know and that was stood up as an as an example of how you know we should be is that whenever someone is teaching whenever someone's saying something like you know we need to make sure that it aligns with the Bible um, you know the word of God is authori- authoritative we know that you know from Second Peter for example the words of the prophets come from God we'll look at a couple of passages up here First um, Thessalonians uh, and we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as a human word, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you uh, who believe. Go on to the next one, too. Um, from Matthew 24, 34 through 35. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. And then another one um, in, in John 12. Uh, if anyone hears my words but does not keep them, um, this is Jesus speaking away. Uh, I do not judge that person, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. The very words I have spoken will condemn them at the last day. For I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. I know that his command leads to eternal life. So uh, whatever I say is just what the Father has told me to say and so the word is authoritative you know we as christians we as christians we 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 submit to what um god tells us to do um you know that the reason we do that is that we are followers of jesus uh and jesus has a high view of the bible so that's what that's what we have a high view of the bible um that's ultimately um why we do it the word of god is authoritative Pages are stuck together. Bear with me. And finally, I want to discuss this, that the Word of God gives life. The Word of God gives life. Uh, uh, John uh, chapter 20. Go ahead and go to the next slide if you don't mind. These are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. I write these things to you who believe in the name of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. The word of God gives, gives life to us. I think it's uh, kind of the, both a, a spiritual life but also just a, a new fresh view of life as well sometimes. You know, if you read, read the Bible, you do learn about, you know, as, as it says up there, uh, or the previous slide did, you know, about having eternal life. We learned about that from the words of Jesus, but it also gives, gives life in the sense of like, man, this Christian life is, is hard. Um, you know, it is, you know, not, not easy. We got to take up our cross and, and follow Jesus. Following Jesus is, is pretty tough at times, you know, and, and we need, <laughs> we need uh, encouragement and we need life to be given to us uh, through scripture. Uh, I remember one time, this, this might be a silly example, but I'll give it. Um, I like kayaking, but I'm not a very good kayaker. 
Um, and one time the kayak like sank on me one time. It was like after a, I was kayaking with some folks and it was like a really, it was not a good day. I just did not have a good day that day. Uh, you know, we, we had a lot of fun, but like, I was like, it was like after a big storm, so the water was kind of high and the kayak just like went completely under. I flipped over a few times and I was just in a nasty mood. I really was. And I was just like, the people that were like with me just went ahead of me. They didn't care about me. They just like left me. And so I was on like Drake's Creek all by myself, just like paddling. And, you know, I just decided like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just, I want to recite the Lord's Prayer over and over again until I don't want to, I'm not going to say what I wanted to do, Um, until I was not, (laughs) you know, until I was, you know, better. And like, I know this is, you know, maybe a weird example, but I remember just like reciting scripture to myself uh, and over and over again. And like, I was a grouch having a terrible day, may have lost my salvation there on the water a little bit, but you know, you know, repeating uh, these scriptures over me was like super, was, was an amazing experience for me. And like, it really helped me to, you know, it just helped me to continue on. You know, again, I know that's not like the biggest deal. I know many of you have way bigger problems, myself included, than a a bad day on the creek kayaking. But that's just an example about how ways that, you know, really that that Scripture can, you know, give you life. And it gives you life in that we know, you know, that Jesus is the one who gives us life, but we learn about Jesus through Scripture. And and the, the best way to point to Jesus is, you know, through the Gospels. That's the written record of him. That's an amazing thing to to look at. So the Bible is inspired by God. So what I want to do at this time is just as, and we're we're about to to wrap up, Um, but what what I'd like to do at this time is just share some like practical thoughts about ways to incorporate the Bible in your everyday life. I just want to share some some practical, you know, ways that... um, that I've with with either it was you know someone I knew or I've heard of people doing this or just ways where I've kind of worked a little bit just some ways to get the Bible <clears throat> to be incorporated into your uh, everyday life um, you know because um, you know being in the Bible on a regular basis can be incredibly transforming um, just think to yourself just like use your imagination say like if I were to read a chapter of Bible a day for the next 10 years, what would I be like in 10 years? Or you can even just say six months. In six months, what would, what would that look like? And so that's what I wanted to kind of uh, reflect that. And, and sometimes just like starting can be really hard, you know. Um, get, get to know yourself. Um, are you goal-oriented? Or are you more just like want to go with the flow? There's, there's different reading uh, plans for that. You know, uh, this is a advice that I've received sometime. If you're really wondering, like, where do I start? Um, you know, you know, I, I heard this uh, this advice, and it was a huge blessing. I got it when I was in college, and that was from from a mentor. It's a dude named Mike Tenero. He said, you know, read, find a small passage of scripture or a book, a small book of the Bible, and read it 25 times. He always recommended the book of Titus. Done it with Titus. Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. If you could read that 25 times, like. That's like going to be a huge blessing in your life. 
if you want to do that. You know, as Weston said last week, you know, download the Bible. One thing where I just, if I don't know what to read, uh, I heard this advice from someone, I think it was maybe uh, John Mark Comer or something, but he, he said, like, one of the things that he loves to do is just read a story from a gospel um, and then uh, read a psalm. That's, that's a great place to start. Um, get a group of friends to hold each other accountable. Sometimes that, that I have a group uh, of guys that, that I'm been buddies with and we send a, the chapter of the Bible we read uh, in a day we, we send that to one another that could be a really helpful uh, place to start you know just to kind of as a reminder and a way to kind of hold you accountable but just this like don't like be too hard on yourself you know like you know I don't know what it is but like it's like January 8th now and so like well I'm kind of behind on my reading plan I'll just get it 2024 you know that's when I'll read you know like you know you can you, you can't do that but it doesn't have to don't have to, to kill yourself. Don't be too, too hard on yourself for that. Um, just, just, you know, just start somewhere. If you miss a day, you know, I've heard it. If you miss a day, don't try not to make, miss two days. If you miss two days, hey, it's still going to be there. You know, this, this, little, this, this discipleship thing, this following Jesus thing, it's not just a, a day. So if you get two or three days behind in your Bible reading, go have some grace on yourself. It's totally cool. You know, just, just keep going. Um, and as we wrap up... Um, I think I said that twice, right? Was that the preacher thing? Say like in conclusion, and then you have like three or four conclusions. This is my last conclusion. Um, the idea of that the Bible is inspired, the idea of, of inspiration. I think a major aspect of that is this. And if you want to just, if there's like one thing you get from today, or one thing that in my study of this that's been really convicting to me and I hope, hope this encourages you, is that God wants to be known by you. Um, God wants to be known by you. And so hopefully in a couple of weeks, I'm going to meet someone really cool. I haven't been able to meet this person yet, but I'm really excited about it. Um, my wife is like 38 weeks pregnant tomorrow, and hopefully in like two or three weeks, we can, I'm going to be able to meet my son. Really excited about that. And what I really hope is that, well, let me just say this before I say what I hope for, is that I, I love him already. I know, you, those of you who are parents, you, you love your kids already, right? Um, and, and really, what they do doesn't really affect how much you love them. But don't you want your kids to love you back and to like you back and to know you as well? And so that's kind of the, 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 the aspect that I'm, I'm, I've been really thinking about is that, you know, one day, hopefully soon, Lord willing soon, I'm going to have a son that I really love. He'll be before me. I'm going to be able to hold him in my arms and say, like, love you, buddy. And, like, hopefully for the rest of my life, I'll be able to, to say that to this boy. And the fact is, is that it doesn't really, probably doesn't matter what he is like I'll still love him. But what I would really love as his father is for him to know me as well. I want to get to know him, but I want him to get to know me as well. You know, there's this, this passage of scripture, um, you know, in the, in the gospels where it says, if you who are evil um, give your sons like a, a, a bread whenever they ask for it. I messed up that scripture. Forgive me for quoting that. But there's this, this aspect of uh, 
this idea that even people who are, are pretty messed up really do care for their children. And the idea is like, how much more does God who, God who is perfect and, and, and all-knowing and all-loving, how much more does he love his children? And so there's a couple other scriptures I just want to share that I'm just like, been, been really um, convicted of lately. And it's, I don't have it up on the screen, but it's in uh, Ephesians chapter one. Feel free to turn there with me or to flip in your phone. But this is a, a prayer of Paul right here in Ephesians chapter 1 we'll start in verse 15 and I love that this there's there's a lot of things that Paul could pray for there's a whole lot of things that Paul could pray for but this is one of the things that um, Paul prayed for whenever he was praying for this church at Ephesus and I just want to just want to encourage you to pray this for yourself and for your family and for this church as well Ephesians 1 verse 15 he says For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. So what Paul's saying, he's like, I've been praying for y'all. I've been praying for you guys. Verse 17. And I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And listen to this in verse 17. This is, this is so good. Go back and read it sometime. I wish I would have had it on screen. And he says uh, that you may have the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. In other words, I pray that, that God will send you the spirit. I pray that he'll send you the, the revelation that he has. I pray that he'll send you all this so that you can know him better. And man, that's my prayer for 20, uh, what year are we? 23, sorry. That's our prayer for 2023 is that as we venture into this, you know, season as a church of um, diving into the word of God, to, to diving into uh, the Bible, that, that we really dive into to study a subject or something. Not like we're like, hey, I, I want to study, you know, the American Revolutionary War. I want to study that a little bit. And that's what, and you know, last year I studied American Revolution. Now I'm going to study the Bible. Like, don't do, I, I hope that you don't have that type of attitude where you're just studying just to study for head knowledge, but studying because you want to get to know God more and that you want to get to know him more and that you want to grow in your love for him because God is not just a subject that we study. He is someone that we love. And, and that's what it is. Whenever the, we say that the Bible uh, is inspired, it means that God wants us to know him. And, and some of you, I don't know where your, your walk is with, with the Lord. Um, maybe you are a, um, just a, someone who's, who's really struggling, but you, you love the Lord. And let me just encourage you that, that, that God, uh, he loves you. And I don't know why you're going through what you're going with, but I know that God can use it to draw you closer to him, let you get to know him more. If you are um, maybe not... Uh, a Christian. Um, first off, just want to say thank, thank, thank you for, for, for being here. So, want you to know that that God loves you, and that He wants you to come to Him. And as Jesse said earlier, we can draw nearer to God. It's also found in Hebrews chapter ten. We can we can draw near to to God, draw near to Him. He He is ready. He has forgiveness offering to you. He has. Um, the Holy Spirit that he wants to offer you. He wants to be uh, reconciled to you. Um, and if you're maybe a, a Christian who's like, 
you know, I've loved God, I pray, you know, every, every now and then, but I just really haven't really put, um, you know, haven't made my relationship with the Lord a priority. Um, let me just encourage you that you're, you are a high priority for God. You know, you, you are very high on God's priority list, and he is just ready. He's like, he's, he's, he's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. just want to encourage you there. And I'm just going gonna, gonna to read one more scripture. Am I allowed to do that, just read one more? 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I got the mic, so even if you said no, I, I guess you could turn off the mic on me. Um, but 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Starting in verse, verse 16. So from now on we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. I'm just going to read that one more time because in case you did not catch that, we're in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5. It says, Therefore, if anyone is a new Christ, he is a new creation. The old has come. The new is gone. The new is here. All of this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. He reconciled us to himself through Christ. What that means, what that means is that even though we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, even though we've all, you know, have rebelled against the Lord at one time or another, even though we've all messed up, even though we're, we've all, all failed, is that God is working to reconcile us back to himself. And as we think about the Bible being inspired, that it's the reason that it's God's word. Um, just want to encourage you to, 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 a way to look at the Bible is that it is God saying, please get to know me. Please get to know me better. Because I know you and I love you and I want you to, to, to know and, and love me as well. So as we wrap up and as we prepare to um, worship more, um, I'm going to read a prayer. This is going to kind of focus on our prayer as we uh, uh, transition back into to singing some more. It's a prayer of uh, St. Patrick that was uh, adapted by uh, kind of a modern speaker. Um, I just want to encourage you, after I say this, we're going to uh, sing a little more. Um, there will be people who are going to be pray- willing to pray for you, people in the back. Be there praying. I'll be down here in the front if you need some prayers or you just want to chat or talk about something or, you know, if you just want to, you know, schedule a time to meet, you know, we've got plenty of people uh, here who would be happy to schedule a time to, to chat with you sometime. But uh, I'm going to pray for us. You, uh, do we stand to the last song? Okay. Apologies. It's my first time preaching here. If you all just stand and I'm going to just lead us in a prayer um, as we wrap up. Christ in me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ with me, Christ above me, Christ beneath me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ when I sit, Christ when I rise, Christ when I stand, Christ in my marriage, Christ in my home, Christ in my work, Christ in my rest, Christ when I preach, Christ when I pray, Christ over self, Christ under, 
nothing. Christ in every eye that sees me. Christ in every ear that hears me. Christ in every mouth that speaks of me. Christ in every mind that thinks of me. His strength in my arms. His service on my hands. His tears in my eyes. His touch on my mouth. His anointing on my head. His word on my heart. His humility in my all. His glory as my aim. Christ in me.
God, we seek you here. We seek you here. God, we seek your kingdom. In our heart, in our, in, in our lives, Lord, in our, in our families, in our schools, Lord, in our places of work, God, in our, our city, in our nation, God, we here now in this moment, God, we seek you first. We seek your kingdom first, God. I ask, Lord, that you've given us this season of hunger for your word. In your holy and precious name I pray, amen. Um, before we leave, um, let's just give Ryan Cole um, a big thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a powerful word. Just like Ryan was saying, we, we, we are spending the whole year going through this thing called the story, and it's literally just like like the Bible laid out in a chronological order. It just, it just makes it kind of easier kind of to follow. And, and the reason is this, our belief is that if we were to if we were to ingrain ourselves in the story, if we would let it, the story would change us. That this story it would it would become part of our DNA. And so, a I want to challenge you to come along with us during this journey. B I want to tell you that as soon as you walk out there, on your right, that there's a place there where you can buy um, a book. If you would like to, if you've already ordered a book, if it may be out there now. I want to remind you, 